and then we're going to apply that word. Praise God. We're not. We're going to put. We're going to put feet on these prophecies. Praise God. Because if you don't put no feet on those prophecies, praise God, they just they they just die. Praise God, brother Puentes, come and preach to us the word. We're so glad you're here. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's welcome the man of God. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shalt thou trust. His trust shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in the darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, ten thousand shall fall at thy right side, but it shall not come nigh unto thee. Only within thine eyes thou shalt behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, and the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under thy feet because he hath set his love upon me therefore will I deliver him I will set him on high because he hath known my name he shall call upon me and I will answer I will be with him in trouble I will deliver him and honor him with long life will I satisfy him and show my salvation Thank you, Lord, for your word that still speaks to us today. Thank you, Jesus, for we are abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. Thank you, Father, for your feathers are embracing us today. I thank you, Lord, for there are angels in this very room right now that you have sent to be at our charge in this moment, in this place. In the very moment and time that we are living in, Father, you have sent, Lord, your angels to come and to be at our charge in the name of Jesus. Uh, I thank you for your word that is alive today. I thank you for your spirit that is moving in this house. He is my refuge. He is my refuge. He is my refuge and my salvation. I will call upon the name of the Lord in time of trouble. I will shout the name of Jesus in time of pestilence. I will call on the name of the Lord and he shall renew my strength. He shall oh, provide for me. He shall protect me. He shall... 
I, I feel impressed by the Lord to remind you that you are anointed. To remind you that you are anointed. I've gone through hell this entire week like I've never gone through it before. To be able to stand here before each and every one of you and preach the word of the Lord. And I know how much the devil hates it in this very moment that I am standing here today. And I'm glad that he is watching as I begin to operate in the power of the spirit. And I know that he hates that you are here today sitting in that chair about to hear the word of the Lord and the Spirit of God is going to usher into this room and we're going to show the enemy he cannot discourage us. He cannot keep us from the house of God. He cannot keep us from the gates. I'd rather be one day at the gates than a thousand elsewhere. We're here to send a message to hell. You did not destroy us. You did not take us out. You did not discourage us. We are still here. We are sitting. We are worshiping. We are clapping our hands. We are proclaiming the name of Jesus. We are shouting that powerful, matchless name of the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. And if you feel it, why don't you act like you feel it for a moment? If you feel something inside of you that's just shaking to come out, why don't you release it in this hour? Why don't you let it break free in the name of the Lord? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you have your Bible, Psalms chapter 23, verse 1. Amen. Give honor to each and every one of you for being in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. God has been good to us. Give honor to Pastor Prado. Though it's uh, maybe been three encounters, I he has left such a great impact in my life. He's been so hospitable with me, him and his wife, his family. They've uh, treated me with such understanding and consideration, and I really, truly appreciate that. And uh, always, I will keep this church in my prayers. I will keep you guys in my prayers. I'm not a person that just goes around and just evangelizes and, you know, and just preaches in different places. But I try to take something from them with me. And uh, I believe I've taken a burden for the Bay Area like I've never had it before. Amen. Jesus' name. Um, give honor to the leadership here. Uh, everybody that works in leadership and ministry, give honor to you, the wonderful worship team that led us in such an anointing, anointed, anointed worship time. I appreciate them and their sensitivity to the Holy Ghost. Psalms chapter 23, verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Verse 5. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord 
forever. I want to preach this morning on a simple subject called anointed to take my place. Anointed to take my place. Put your Bibles aside. Lift your hands one more time. And ask the Lord to speak to you. Father, visit us in this place. We need a move of your spirit, God. We need a word from your lips, Lord. We need, Lord, to feel the brush of your feathers, God, in this house in the name of Jesus. Let there be assurance, not discouragement in this house. Let there be faith, not fear, in the name of Jesus. Let there be focus and not distraction. Father, I take authority over every spirit, Lord. That come to, to be uncontrary, to come to be a hindrance, Lord, to the very move of the Holy Ghost. Right now, I take authority and I bind it in Jesus' name right now. Lord, let it be bound according to your word and let it be ushered out of this building in Jesus' name. Your word says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And I feel the spirit of the Lord, which means there is liberty in this house. There is liberty to worship you with everything that I have. There is liberty to clap my hands with all of my strength. There is liberty to shout with all of my voice. There is a liberty to declare the name of Jesus in the name. There is liberty in this house because I feel your spirit. I feel your spirit all over me. I feel it in my hands. I feel it in my feet. I feel it in my head. I feel it in my I feel it all over my body and that gives me the liberty to lift up my voice and declare Declare, declare, I believe in your word. I believe in your promises. And I believe in your power in the name of Jesus. Clap your hands with all the strength that you have. And shout unto the Lord somebody. Shout unto the Lord somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, you may be seated. The presence of the Lord. Psalms chapter 23. I'm going to be very quick, but Psalms chapter 23. It's a psalm of David. And as it begins to speak about the Lord being his shepherd, the Bible states in verse 5, Thou preparest a table before me. In the presence of mine enemies, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. If you begin to dig deep into the actual context of this verse and what uh, David is referring to, uh, the very concept of preparing a table was a military strategy or it was a military concept. Sometimes we believe it's a dinner date necessarily but it, this is actually uh, referencing a military action what they would do in those times is as one enemy camp would be in one side of the battlefield and the other enemy camp would be at the other side they would meet in the middle the generals or those that were in leadership the kings would come and meet in the middle and a table would be prepared where one enemy would stand on one side and the other on the other side. And this table was prepared in order to discuss the very formalities of the war. 
they would have a scribe there who would detail all of these uh, certain things and discussions on paper and they'd begin to discuss necessarily the boundaries of the war how long the war was going to take how extensive it was going to be at what hour each enemy camp would would come to recuperate their dead uh, they would begin to discuss also the numbers they began to say well these how these are uh, the, the many chariots that we have this these are the uh, amount of horsemen that we possess these are the very uh, warriors that, uh, that are on, on our side and that's why every time in the Bible where there would be specific numbers uh, that Israel had this amount or the enemy camp had that amount it was because most likely there was a table that was prepared in the middle of the battle and these two kings would come together with a scribe present uh, and they'd begin to discuss their senses or they'd begin to discuss their numbers uh, they'd begin to discuss their skill set they'd begin to discuss well we got this amount and and we got this here and and, and we're, we're able to operate in this way we got archers and we got men and horses and chariots and we got men with this kind of uh, ability and so they would discuss this in the middle they would discuss this at this table that would be prepared in the middle of the battlefield before any sword was drawn before any bow was was drawn back uh, before anybody would have touched another individual this meeting had to take place uh, this very meeting had to come together uh, one side came and met the other side uh, and they began to discuss the very at nature of the war they began to discuss uh, the amounts that they had and they began to a certain degree uh, began to try to use the scare tactic uh, to try to uh, uh, oppose their inferiority over the other person and, and show their authority and show their power in their numbers uh, and so David states and says thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies in other words there is a war going on and Lord you have prepared a meeting place uh, where we are here to discuss the very nature of this war and my enemies are discussing their numbers. My enemies are discussing their power and their ability. My enemies are discussing how many they have on their side. But you interrupted this meeting by anointing my head with oil. Satan may have told me that he had many on his side. My enemies may have spoken to me and said, I got thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. And I may have not matched up to that but the Lord came in into that meeting and he decided to anoint my head with oil David understood, man, I, I don't match up to these people. These are enemies. In other words, uh, multiple kings uh, decided to put their animosity towards each other on the side because they hated David so much. Uh, they wanted to destroy him. Uh, they wanted to put him six feet under. Uh, so they decided, let's team up uh, against David. Uh, let's show him what we got. Uh, let's show him our power. Uh, let's show him we got a legion. Uh, and a great host and as they were flexing what they had the Lord interrupted the meeting said David you don't got the numbers you don't got the skill set you don't got the armory you, you, you don't got the weapons necessarily. You don't got the people that are experts in warfare but you got the anointing oil 
I'm preaching to somebody right now. You got the anointing oil. You got that hot oil coming from the presence of God being ushered upon your head. And he says, you know what? This, this doesn't only make us even. This gives you an advantage, David. This gives you an advantage. Not an entire host can give you. Not an entire majority can give you. This can give you over the top. This can make you even greater than the enemy. I come to tell you, we may not have great numbers right now. And Satan may be flexing his power and his authority saying, look who I have in my pocket. Look what I have under my thumb. And God is saying, don't you worry. I got a flask of oil. Don't you worry. I got a flask of oil. Don't you worry. I got a flask of oil with your name on it. You see, this meeting was important because it would discourage the very person that had lesser amounts. It would discourage the person that understood I am the weaker link here. It would determine who was the head and who was the tail. It would determine who was higher and who was lower. It determined the very factor of and the possibilities of winning the war. There was percentages maybe uh, and maybe statistics were given out uh, and maybe facts were given. This is how many I got and this is how many we've got in our possession. Uh, but David said, thou hast anointed my head with oil and not only that, but my cup runneth over. Uh, in other words, uh, not only am I being failed, uh, but that anointing is going all around me to every person that I know, every person that I interact with. Uh, the anointing oil isn't just for you, uh, but it's for the thing that's attacking you and the thing that's come against you and the thing that's risen up against your life uh, and against your family. Uh, David understood, uh, I got an anointing oil. Uh, I may not have the majority. Uh, I may not have a great army. Uh, I may not be an expert. Uh, but I got the anointing oil of the Holy Ghost. We're at the table. We're at the table. And I believe at the table, there are two entities that have come to meet. And I believe that one side has showed us their power. One side has showed us their influence. One side has showed us who they have and who they can influence. And I feel today that we feel the church, everybody here today, we feel intimidated by the very things that are rising up. We feel intimidated by the very things that are sitting right across from us. The very things that are screaming in our face. You'll never be able to do it. You might as well just quit now. You might as well just throw away the towel. You might as well not even go through it. You might as well not believe in your God because he don't exist. You might as will not believe that he can save your family because they're too lost you might as well not believe that your child can get the holy ghost because he's addicted in drugs and it's the other side flexing their power their other side flexing their authority the other side flexing what they got and flexing their numbers and as we feel intimidated i feel
feel a flask of oil turning upside down. I feel a flask of oil filled with the glory of God being poured upon those that want it, those that are in the right side, those that are sitting next to Jesus. I feel like all these different voices are trying to discourage us. And at the end of the day, pastor, all we need is the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We don't need a new doctrine. Is is this all right? We don't need brand new teachings. We don't need a smoke machine and maybe some lights and maybe a pastor up here with ripped jeans and a nice uh, stool where he can preach from. We don't need anything new. The anointing has been working since the last days. It's been working since the days of Moses and the days of Jesus. Oh, it's been working since the days of the Old Testament. And we don't need nothing different now to go against the very forces of hell that are trying to keep the church silent and tried to keep the church discouraged we don't need anything new we already got it it's already in us it's already all over this building you gotta understand jesus was at the table when he said the spirit of the lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captives. And the recovery of sight to the blind. And to set at liberty them that were bruised. You got to understand that Jesus was facing against such a, such a time of turmoil and such a time of perilous moments. It was such a tragedy that was going on in the world. People were demonically possessed left and right. People were sick. People were leprous. And there was this ideology of man that was being spread. uh, This false religion that was being established. uh, And Jesus is facing against these very enemies of the work of God. And as they're flexing their power and they're flexing their authority Uh, you know the very first thing uh, that Jesus is asked in the desert is to question his identity if thou art the son of God not feel at the table the very first thing in question is who are you what do you got to bring what, what what is your identity if you say that you are this show us that you are that i believe the very first attack is the question of our identity are you really apostolic uh, uh, do you really heal the sick is there really power in your services do we do you believe that there is a god that saves questions begin to come from the other side of the table trying to discourage and make you believe in something that's actually not true and in that very moment after jesus passes that temptation even later states and says the anointing of the lord is upon me the anointing of god is over my life for he hath sent me 
he has allowed me to preach deliverance. He allowed me to do these things. Even the very people that were close to him were questioning, are you the Messiah or is there another one that we need to wait for? And his response is, look at the signs, look at the wonders, look at the blind eyes open, look at the people coming out from the dead, look at all these things that are going on. I'm telling you the way that we can combat the very questions of the enemy is through demonstration uh, because it's in demonstration that nobody can question it. Uh, when someone is healed from cancer, uh, nobody can say it was this or it was that. Uh, someone can say, the Lord used me in that moment. I felt the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I laid hands on them and they were healed. I believe we're at the very table where two forces are coming together and they're discussing. They're discussing. They're stating their power and their authority. And I believe this very scripture comes into play. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I believe he that is in the world is doing great things. This is all right. I, I feel the one that's in the world is doing great things. Oh man, young people are being influenced left and right. Uh, such sexual perversion going rampant all over the place. Oh, people don't understand what they're doing. They're blinded. They don't even know where they're going. Uh, they're entertaining things they thought they'd never entertain. Uh, and it's this very spirit of the air. It's the very spirit of the world that's operating in them. And it's doing great things. 2020 was full of great things of darkness, of riots, of protests, of all this other kind of stuff that was going on. It was great things by that spirit, uh, that spirit of this world. But Jesus says, greater is he that is in you. So if he did great things in the world, what kind of great things is God going to do in the church? You missed it, huh? We got the greater end of the deal. He may be doing great things, but we're going to do greater things. He may be doing big things, but we're going to do bigger things. He I wish, I wish somebody would preach with me for a little while and understand we've been promised greater and understand we've been promised bigger and understand greater. We've been spoken to greater. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So if he that is in the world is making young people do crazy things, what is he in the church going to do with the... Is, is this all right? Is this, is this okay? What is he that is in the church going to do with young people that are surrendered to the glory of God and to the anointing of the Holy? What are we going to see in these end times? What are we going to see in this church if we're seeing the world run rampant and we're seeing that spirit of the Antichrist run rampant? We're going to do greater things. Greater things. I'm going to keep saying it until someone believes it. We're going to do greater things we're going to do great because we've got the anointing we've got the anointing We've got the anointing. I know, I know this isn't revelatory. I know this isn't a, this isn't a message that's going to blow your mind. 
I understand that this isn't a message that you're just going to drool over. I didn't come here to make you drool. I didn't come here to make you revelatory. I just came here to expose something that's already here. I didn't bring nothing here. All I brought was the anointing God gave me over my life. I'm just here to open your eyes to what's already operating right now. I'm here to open your eyes to the very thing that's on top of your head. And it's the anointing of God. Oh, I feel. My God, I feel this. I, 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 feel, I feel this. I feel like the forces of hell that are running rampant in San Francisco. I have nothing against the city. Don't get me wrong. I, we're, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against principalities. But I feel like every Sunday at 11 o'clock, every Wednesday at 7, every Saturday at a prayer at 6, every Saturday at 6, every Sunday at 11, and every Wednesday at 7 o'clock. I feel like they stop what they're doing and they just look because something here is grabbing their attention. I, I, feel, I feel like every Sunday they, they got to stop. East Bay Bible Fellowship is having church. We got to see what's going on. And they're trying to plan and devise and strategize a way to destroy the very people that are in this place right now. They're trying to discourage and trying to uh, bring forth a double-mindedness in some people uh, because they're realizing the anointing that's in this place in uh, that spirit of the Antichrist, which is anti-Christ. Uh, it's anti-the anointing. Uh, it's anti-those that have been anointed by God. God. it's looking for a way to weary them it's looking for a way to discourage them and as they're looking past and looking to Alameda wanting to destroy it there's something that's keeping them back I don't know if you've realized but there's a body of water that's separating you from San Francisco and I felt like the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said it's my flow of my spirit that's separating this church and making oh, a camp around them where spirits and demonic forces wanting to destroy them can only behold and look as they get filled with the Holy Ghost, get filled with glory, get filled. Mm, you got to understand the enemies couldn't do nothing as they were standing on the other side of the table. They couldn't hold God's hand from pouring out the anointing. All they can do is watch and I feel like Satan and everybody in his kingdom can't do nothing but just watch as people in East Bay Fellowship are getting filled, 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 are getting filled. All he can do is watch. All he can do is watch. All he can do is watch. 
not just that the anointing is being poured out but that we're positioning us under the anointing uh, where it begins to overflow in our lives Uh, the devil can't stop the anointing uh, and he can't stop how much of it you get are you listening to me right now he can't control how much you get of it he cannot control how much you get of it your cup can overflow your cup can overflow your cup can overflow and all the enemy can do is watch as you're getting anointed as your cup is overflowing as you're getting as much of God as you can possibly get but what's the thing that stands in the way why sometimes we get filled in services but all of a sudden it gets poured out in entertainment and all this other kind of stuff and we come back to church empty we come back to church with all this kind of stuff how come some of us don't uh, grasp and get everything that we can from God and I realize this I'm Hispanic uh, whenever I'd come to mama's house and I'd come to mama's table and I was already filled with something else I didn't want to eat anything when I was filled with McDonald's and I was filled with Burger King and Five Guys and all this kind of stuff and my mom had a nice dinner plate ready for me at the table I didn't want to eat because I was already filled with something else and sometimes we come to God's house and God wants to fill our cup but our cup is already filled with something else and we get sleepy in church and we get melancholy in church and we're like man I don't want to worship I don't want to praise God I don't want to lift my voice I'm already filled with something else but those that are hungry those that are desperate those that are empty come to his house and get filled Can I tell you something? Stop blaming the devil. Is this all right? I'm stepping on some toes, but I'm preaching. Stop to stop blaming on the devil. He's he's measuring how much I get from God. That is a lie from Satan himself. He cannot, he cannot stop you from overflowing. It's your diet. Ooh. It's your choices. It's your decisions that can retain the overflow from coming over your life and your family. It's the very things that you choose to be filled with. It's the very things that you choose to entertain your life. It's the very things. And I I feel like, man, you know, when I'm real full, I get sleepy. I don't know if you guys do. I get tired, you know. I, I don't know what it does to the brain. I don't know. Something like that. You know, pastor knows. I know. Everybody knows. We go to Korean barbecue, man. I don't want to drive back. I'm just so sleepy in that car because it's some good old food. And that's the problem. That is the very issue. Huh? Even when you begin to eat too much, huh? you begin to what? Throw up, right? Because if you don't empty yourself of the very thing that you got in the world, when you add God to the mixture, the very thing you're going to throw up is the last thing you ate. The last thing you ate was a word from God. So some people, they get the word at the church, but in the parking lot, they throw it up. Because they were so filled with so much other things and they didn't allow themselves to be poured out in service. 
We got to retain what the Holy Ghost is trying to give us. We got to keep what the anointing is trying to impart upon our lives. So the devil can't stop how much you get of God. All he can do is watch. He's got a watch party. And he can't do nothing about it. And I feel, ooh, I feel so many things staring at us right now in this very moment. And I'm here to show the devil. I'm preaching everything that I got. And I'm letting it all out in this altar right now. You know why? Saturday. I'm not exaggerating. This isn't to emphasize the preaching. I'm not exaggerating. I was in my bed and I was trying to get up and I couldn't. And there was a voice in my mind that says, just quit. Just quit. You're not going to be able to do this. And all of a sudden I started talking like that voice in my mind. And said, I just want to quit. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to just live a normal life, pay my tithes, sit in a pew, worship God. I just want to quit. And Pastor Prado, I dragged myself to prayer. And when I took my seat in that table and I was discussing with God, God, I'm ready to quit. I'm ready to let go of all of this. I'm about to call Pastor Prado right now and tell him, hey, you, you can preach or someone else can preach. I don't think I can do this. I don't know if I can go one more service. I don't know what's going to happen after this. And all of a sudden, I couldn't hear God's voice. I couldn't hear him speaking to me. I couldn't hear him agreeing with me saying, yeah, son, you got a reason to quit. Or yeah, son, you got a reason to throw the towel. Yeah, son, you're reasonable in this area. All I can feel was an anointing come upon my head all I could feel was a fire shut up in my bones and I got up and I started speaking in tongues pastor and I started going against that very spirit of discouragement and because it could not discourage me it tried to destroy me I was coming back from a service last night listen to this and I was driving with my wife and we were talking and all of a sudden, it was a green light. I'm driving. And this white Mustang going at 120 miles per hour. It wasn't in the freeway. It was in the very streets of Stockton. My light didn't just turn green, so it wasn't like he was trying to catch the yellow light. He just ran right past me. I was about 15 feet from that Mustang. And I was like, oh my gosh, what just happened? This guy just ran through this red light. And it wasn't like he was catching the, the yellow light. My wife turns to me and she, and she said, he's going like 110, 120. He was doing this a long time before. He was purposeful to try to catch somebody and try to you know crash into somebody and try to kill somebody that guy's demon possessed because he's doing this in a residential area and he just ran right past me 15 feet from where I was and the Lord spoke to me and said that's the overflow he spoke to me that's the overflow the overflow kept you 15 minutes from death and 15 feet from death it was because you filled your cup and I anointed your head but you didn't stop there 
you decided and said, I got to get more. And 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 I'm here to produce a headache in the mind of the devil and tell him, tell him, you were 15 feet from putting me six feet down and under. But I'm here right now. And I'm preaching the word of God. I'm preaching the word of the Lord. Because you got to understand what the overflow does. The overflow creates a hedge. Ooh. The overflow creates a hedge all around you. And he understood. I can't discourage him from going to East Bay. I'm going to try to scare him out of going to East Bay. And I was terrified that night. But I felt that anointing again start rising up inside of me. I felt that anointing of the Holy Ghost come upon my head again. And I said, devil, you ain't stopping me from going to East Bay Bible Fellowship. And I believe the Lord is wanting to remind this church, you're anointed. And not only are you anointed, but everywhere you go will be anointed because you overflow. Because you overflow. Because you overflow. How are we able to overflow if we stay under the faucet continually? Are you getting me right now? You ain't you ain't you weren't created to get out of the faucet of the spirit. You were created to stay under the faucet of the spirit. And as your cup is filling, your cup is also running over. But some of us are too conformed with just being filled. That after service is done, we get out of the faucet. And Netflix and Instagram take a bit of that anointing. And all of a sudden, TikTok and Facebook take a little bit of that anointing. And all of a sudden, ABC News and all this other kind of stuff takes a little bit of that anointing. And all of a sudden, I'm scared and I'm fearful. I was anointed at church, but now I'm afraid. Is this all right if I preach a little bit right now? We got to stay under the faucet of the Spirit. We got to stay under the faucet of the Spirit. We got to stay under the faucet of the Spirit. If you believe that, clap your hands with all that you have. And someone shout right now. Someone shout right now. Someone shout. Pray in the spirit. 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 Pray under the faucet of the spirit. You gotta understand something, church. One of the very last words Jesus said before going to the cross. As Judas came to arrest him, he said, I was in the temple with you. And you didn't arrest me. But that's all right. This is your time. And the time of the power of darkness. You got to understand, Jesus rendered time to the philosophies of men. To the institutes that have been established by 
mentalities of men and the power of darkness. But when he resurrected on the third day, he said, you had your opportunity. You had your time. I used that for my purpose. But now it's my time. It's my time. And with my time, I'm going to pour something over my church in the day of Pentecost. And I felt like 2020 was a time of the mentality of man and the beliefs of man and the agenda of the world. And it was the time of the rulers of darkness and the power of darkness. It was such a dark time upon the earth. People didn't know what they were getting themselves into. Nobody could see five steps before them. This was all a time of darkness. But I felt the Holy Ghost wake me up in February of 2021. And he spoke to me this. You can, you can translate it however you want. But he spoke to me this, Pastor. He told me this. He said, I gave the devil one year to sift my church. One year. I gave him one year to sift my church. And that year is done. And now I'm going to anoint my church to bring forth vengeance. Upon the very things that rose up against their families. And the very things that rose up against their churches. I'm here as a declaration to the devil. No matter how many times he attacked me in 2020. And he tries to continue to attack me today. His time is over. His time with my family is done. His time with my church is done. His time with the city is done. It's done. It's my time now. I'm sitting at the table and I'm getting anointed. I'm sitting at the table and I'm overflowing. He's been telling me about what he's got. Now I'm going to tell him what I got. I got the Holy Ghost. I want you to stand with me. I want you to lift your hands. I want you to lift your, 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 your face. I want you to lift your face unto heaven. For I believe a flask of oil is turning right now. It's turning 30 degrees, 40 degrees. And something in that flask of oil... It's being poured upon Alameda, California in the name of Jesus. It's being poured upon East Bay Fellowship right now. Some of you, you're not going to minister the same way. But there's a fresh anointing coming upon you. I'm going to show you that you're on the right side of the table. I'm going to show you that you're on the right side of the team. I'm going to show you that if I be for you, who can be against you? I am a declaration that the enemy could not take me out. I am a declaration that no matter how he tried, I'm still in the church. I'm a declaration that no matter how many darts he sent my way, I picked up the shield of faith. Somebody with me right now, release your faith into this atmosphere. Listen, 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 listen. I want you to listen to me for a second. I want you to listen to me. It's the field. It, it's the, the shield of faith. Your expression of faith 
is your protection against the enemy. When you stop expressing your faith, you start believing the very lies of the enemy that are headed your way. I wonder if today, right now, we can express our faith that we believe in the power of God. We believe that He is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think. I understand you've been attacked and I understand you're weary and I understand you're tired but I'm asking in this very moment that little ounce of faith that you have left, why don't you release it right now? Because it is that ounce of faith that will be a shield over your family, over your mind, over your heart, over your spirit and your soul. Lift your hands, church, and express your faith right now. We still believe. We still believe. We still believe. These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall speak in other tongues. If you believe, speak in that heavenly language. If you believe, speak in that heavenly language. Someone release their faith. Someone release their faith. Someone release their faith. Someone let the devil hear you. I still believe. I still believe. I still believe. Someone shout, I still believe. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Take out your shield. Church, take out your shield. Church, take out your shield. Take out your faith. I pray a hedge over protection over the Prado family in the name of Jesus now. The faith that they have in you will not fail. The enemy is asked to sift them like wheat. But I pray their faith may not fail. I pray their faith may not fail. I pray their declaration may not fail. I pray their boldness may not fail. I pray their fervency. it's appropriate lay hands on the person next to you if it's appropriate lay hands on the person next to you release your faith release your faith release your faith he hasn't gotten your faith the devil hasn't stolen your faith you still got it release it release it Feel yourself, feel yourself, feel yourself. Overflow, 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 overflow. The devil's time is up. The 
enemy's hour is up. It's time for the church to rise up. It's time for the church to be empowered. It's time for the church to speak in authority. It's time for the church to speak boldly. It's time for the church. Lift your voice. 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 Lift your voice.